Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I'm your host, Paula Jenkins. I invite you to join me as we explore how inspiring people have chosen joy in their lives and what they have to share with us about how to jumpstart joy in the world. Plus, how do we follow our own hearts, find work that lights us up while mindfully noticing the role that joy plays in our own journey. Hello and welcome to episode 77. This is Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. The month of March is all about courage. We'll be looking at the crossroads of courage and joy from all sorts of different angles. Last week, we heard from Amanda Gaddy as she shared about her own courage, having grown up orphaned and living in foster care to now having an amazing life as a coach, speaker, and grief and recovery specialist. This week, I'll be sharing about the courage of saying yes, layered in with a few references to Moana, and later this month, we'll hear from experts who tell us about harnessing the courage in starting your own business and marketing yourself, and how to create habits and dive into your life fully with courage. I'm so excited to tell you about two of the amazing women I've got lined up for later this month, and I'll share all about that at the end of this episode. Before we get to that, I'm thrilled you're here, and I want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining me here each week on Jumpstart Your Joy. The podcast is almost a year and a half old, and I am so honored and delighted to be here with you each week. I publish a set of show notes for each episode with links and information over at my website, which is at www.jumpstartyourjoy.com. And you can find all of the information about this episode on the homepage this week, or if you're catching up at a later date, it's jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 77. If you want to subscribe, Jumpstart Your Joy is on all the major podcasting syndication spots. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and Player FM. Just search for Jumpstart Your Joy. When you see it, you can hit the subscribe button. And then you will have the episodes delivered directly to your mobile device each week. And please, yes, leave a review. I love to hear from each of you. While you're over at my website, I invite you to register for my free e-course, which is called Joy Plus You Unleashed, which is a really fun self-paced class, which guides you on how to focus on making more room for joy in your life. There's a sign-up form right on the homepage of the website. Look for the puppy in a hat. And you just drop your name and your email there and you'll be all set. You can find past episodes and nearly eight years of blog posts that I've written all to help you find more joy in your life over at the website. A couple of fun and courageous things to touch upon before we jump into the episode this week. I'm super excited to be saying yes to working with Dr. Amy. She is a local fertility specialist and we are developing a podcast for her. Uh, We're kicking off really soon. And if you want to learn more about Amy, she was my guest here on the podcast in episode three, which I'll link to in the show notes. I loved her observations about making a choice to sparkle every day. She and I are having such a fun time putting all the finishing touches on her show, including creating a set, oh my goodness, making intro videos and voiceovers, and I'm super proud of everything that she's doing. You can find out more about her at eggwhisperer.com. Also, I want to give a big shout out to Andrea Share on the launch of her podcast, 
I just discovered her show and I've been devouring each episode. If you like Jumpstart Your Joy, I think you're really going to love Creative Superheroes podcast and you can find it on her on her website, which is at superherolife.com. I really adored the very sweet tribute episode that she put up this week for Amy Krauss Rosenthal. She has an interview with Sark and I'm going to totally admit that my, my mind was blown by the Drama Triangle episode with Juna Mustad. It's all such good stuff. You guys got to check it out. And I'm going to put it out there to the universe that one of the goals that I have for this year and this show is to remain in the top 200 each week under personal journals. And so I I made it last week, totally excited. And um, I'm just, I will try and keep tabs. And if you guys <laughs> keep listening, keep subscribing, help me reach this goal that I have for the next year. And now on to this week's show. This week is all about saying yes to courage, and I wanted to share with you my four steps on how to say yes to courage in your life. And the really fun thing here is that I I have to share that I have a deep-seated love for the movie Moana, which of course came out in DVD this week. I mean, I first saw it, what, in November when it came out. I saw it with my family, and then I decided with my son, age six, Um, that we would go see it again before it left the theaters. And so I've seen it now three times, and it was really funny. Hanging out with some of my friends a couple weeks ago, I admitted to one of them, who also has uh, two young boys, but I'm like, yeah, I just love that movie so much. And then we both realized that we had bought the soundtrack as well. It's really a great movie. So I'm going to try and not give any spoilers if you haven't seen it, but I highly recommend it. (laughs) Go give it a watch. I hope you will love it as much as I do. So the first step in saying yes to courage is really listening. The courage of listening to what your heart is saying. If you are like me at all, you probably already know what your thing is in this life. And when I say that, I mean that thing that lights you up, that thing that keeps drawing you forward, that thing that you kind of have in your mind that you know you're supposed to be doing. Even if you don't quite know what it is, you know that you're drawn to do it. Um, Lots of times it's also the thing that scares you and that you've pushed away so many times. And when I start to think about this, I often find myself asking, why is it scary? And the answer that comes up to me is that this thing is scary because it means if you do this thing, you have to get really authentic with yourself. It means that you have to dig really deep. And what I realized about myself, if I look at this courage of really listening, is that I find that I am a sharer of stories, which probably is like a big no, duh, because <laughs> I have a podcast and I talk to people each week and I love it so much. But looking back as a little girl, I really love to share stories, sharing stories of my family, sharing stories. You know, I really loved Anne of Green Gables and Little House on the Prairie. And some of those books are just so real and so amazing. And I just ate up every second. And one of my favorite memories was that my best friend Tammy and I were so competitive and we would dive into these amazing, you know, like the secret garden and all of these really good books. And it was a real competition to see who could read the most in a single summer. And But the exciting thing for us was getting back together to share and talk about the stories. 
I remember we had such amazing discussions, even as little girls, about of mice and men and, oh my goodness, just really sharing the stories that were brought to life. Now, when we start to look at why this is a courageous thing to step into, the courage of really listening to your heart and digging deep about it, I realize that there's also usually a shadow side or something that people say you are too much of or that there's a a piece of this that people say that maybe you shouldn't follow your dreams because. And the message that I heard a lot was that I shared too much. Either I shared too much about my personal self or about something that, you know, maybe happened with my family or I like to think that I never, kind of like I don't do on this show, I don't really share too much about my personal self in a way that's uncomfortable or in a way that's compromising to anyone. But some other people in my life maybe didn't like as much, didn't like the way that I would share. And so I feel like one of the messages that I took away from it was that I shared too much. And I have to say, I don't think that that was specifically from my own parents. It feels like it maybe was even an old story that went back even generations, dare I say, that somehow it was bad to share too much. And then this, and you'll see I'm going to weave this through with each of these four things, but the courage of really listening, it brings me to Moana because I'll give you the background on her story a little bit. Like I said, I'll try and avoid the spoilers, but she is a girl obviously. (laughs) And she is the daughter of the village chief who is drawn to the ocean. Even from these sweet beginning scenes, we see her as a little baby toddling out in her diaper out to the ocean. She knows that she can't keep herself away from the water. But at the same time, we hear this message that keeps coming back from her father, who is the chief of the village, that if she's to be a great leader and the future chief of the village, that she needs to stay away from the water and focus on the island and the people on the island. And there's this crux of the courage and kind of her first, you know, coming of age or this moment of her own story where it's always that battle of she wants to go back to the water. And you hear this a lot in the amazing music of this movie, which is, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda. But just that she keeps going back to the water. The really beautiful thing, too, about this movie is that she has this amazing other character, which is her grandmother, Grandma Tala. And I see this character as being this beautiful tie that goes so deep And this woman fully understands, I think, Moana's purpose and sees that she has a tie that's so much deeper than maybe what her father is willing to admit. And you learn more about the father as well, but I mean, I'll keep some of that as a secret so you can go watch and find out. One of the things that I really love that is woven through this movie is the relationship of Moana and her grandma Tala. And... As far as this really listening theme goes and this first step to saying yes to courage is this really beautiful part of the song, Where You Are, where Grandma Tala says to Moana, you are your father's daughter, stubbornness and pride. Mind what he says, but remember, you may hear a voice inside. And if the voice starts to whisper to follow the farthest star, Moana, that voice inside is who you are. And this really, I mean, I have to say, really rang true for me because I also had a grandmother that was so very special to me. And and maybe part of why I love this movie is that connection as well. But I love that there's someone in Moana's life who really sees 
and really understands that there might be that part of her that doesn't quite fit with what everybody else is saying. And that sometimes in those quiet moments, you do hear that voice inside you. And that's what I'm talking about in this first step of saying yes to courage, is the courage of really listening. The courage of really listening means getting over that feeling that you'll be perfect if or when you do the thing that everyone says you should do. And it's sometimes the thing that is in conflict with where you are actually drawn. And I think this is one of the really beautiful things about Moana and the movie itself is that everyone in her life, so to use this as an example, everyone in her life is saying, you are the chief's daughter and so you should learn all of these things. You should learn everything about the island and what it teaches us and what we can use. And of course, in each moment, Moana is drawn out to the water, which is where her heart is and, and where her future eventually lies. And the example here is that these things are often in conflict. So for me, sharing inspiring stories was the thing that I was drawn to do. But the message that I was hearing that was in conflict of what my heart knew I needed to do was don't share too much or be careful of what you share because you don't want to sound too special or too elite. And for Moana, I would say that that was her, the thing she was drawn to do was going beyond the reef to get to the ocean. And the message that she was hearing from everyone around her is everyone has a role on this island. Yours is as the future chief. And there's nothing for you beyond the reef. You need to focus here. And so those that's the hard part about the courage of really listening as a first step to saying yes to what it is that your heart yearns to do. The second step in really following that courage of saying yes is taking a step. Now, the hard thing here is that fear often shows up really huge as you decide that you want to take that first step. A few things to consider as you start looking at this is that it's really easy at this point when you decide that you want to take a first step in that in the path towards courage. It's really easy to get caught up in end thinking, as I call it, which is thinking about what you at this point believe the end goal to be. So if my if I really believed that I loved sharing stories, maybe I thought that my end goal was to become an actress. Now at age seven, sure, there's some steps that I can take to get towards that goal, but it also could seem extremely overwhelming. Lots of people get stuck at this point because they see the end goal, if it was become an actress, it's too big. It's, it's too huge to take one small bite off of and try and start on the path towards this thing. And so one of the things that I often tell my clients is don't get caught up in this end thinking because it's actually really a form of resistance. I don't know if it's the ego stepping in the way and saying you'll never be this thing or if it's just a way of kind of flooding your life with overwhelm because of course it is really hard to bite off more than one step at a time. But the truth of the matter is if, the, if you wait until whatever this thing is perfect, you'll never start. So the important thing is just to start and start yourself in motion. Uh, another thing to remember at this point when you're taking a step is that any step is one that will help you grow. You kind of won't know what works for you or what doesn't work for you until you've started to take those steps. I really love what the author Barbara Scher says and this is all paraphrased, but I love her book. Um, I could be anything 
if I just knew what it was, I think it's the name of the book. Um, I'll link up it, up to it in the show notes. But one of the big takeaways I remember from that book was that any kind of feedback at the time when you try out something new is really very helpful, even if it isn't what you would consider a success. Any sort of feedback gives you information. Either you liked this, her departure point in that book is about work and careers, but that maybe even if you don't like the specific job that you just tried out, well, you learned you know, that's that's a takeaway. You learned that. And you probably learned some things about that job that you did, in fact, like. So it's important to take this step because without those learnings, you would never really begin to understand what it is you like and that you don't like. So that is my second <laughs> part two of the saying yes to courage is take a step. The third step is the courage to reassess or checking back in and making adjustments as you go. Project manager side of me really loves this this step because at the end of every project, I mean, one of the recommendations from the Project Management Institute, very formal group of people, of course, but the real part of the process of any project is to check in and have what they would call a post-mortem, which sounds so morbid, but or lessons learned is kind of a happier way of talking about it. The point of that is to look at what went well and give yourself the space to look at maybe what could have gone better and what you might want to do next time. One of the real traps, of course, of of reassessing or checking back in with yourself is that oftentimes the ego wants to jump in and put some sort of judgment on the outcome, right? The judgment, oh, I failed, or oh, I really succeeded, or it could have been better if I'd only done this. And one of the things that you're going to want to do in this third place of reassessment is try and leave the emotions at the door when you start to look at how things went. A nice way of doing that, um, just a couple of episodes ago, my friend Helen McLaughlin came on and she talked about reframing it, whatever it is that you're doing, as an experiment. You know, what if you're the lead scientist in this experiment? And any outcome is just data. Or if you can approach it from a childlike place of wonder and see everything as just a way of playing, there's another way of having the courage to reassess when it's kind of one step distant or it's just a a way of playing with things. Like I mentioned just a minute ago, one of the formats that I use as a project manager when I go back to review the things that we've done is just the format of what worked, what could have gone better, and what do we want to do differently next time? Or how do we want to integrate these learnings that we made when we try this thing again? So when I'm looking at myself, if we go back in time, as a younger person, I already mentioned actress, but I really did feel called to drama and the dramatic arts. I really liked it. I also liked to sing really loudly. (laughs) Not that I was a very good singer, but I enjoyed it. And all of those things... They were a step towards whatever the ultimate goal would be. But I could also sense somewhere that they didn't feel like they were it. And it did seem like as I tried each of these things that there was a space to course correct and, you know, integrate the things I'd learned, but keep going in a new direction. And I would say it's interesting because in the movie Moana, at one point early on in the film, and like I said, I won't tell too much, but she tried to sail past the reef and didn't make it. She, right after that, took time to speak with her grandmother, which, again, beautifully, she kind of speaks to her lineage. And I believe that her grandmother kind of has a sense of what's beyond the horizon for Moana. 
Um, So she checks back in with her grandmother about what happened. And in doing this, she gets curious and asks her grandmother if there is something else that she wanted her to know. And in turn, she learned the thing that she most needed to know about the next step in her journey. For myself, you know, I noticed in the dramatic arts that (laughs) that's kind of where my gifts shined and the, like the drama piece kind of brought out all of this encouragement from my family who had always been so supportive of me. And it was just interesting to see how these kinds of gifts and interests could merge together and provide me for a place to really shine. I think it's generally at this point on the journey that people want to know, are they on the right path? The courage of saying yes and continuing on the journey often brings with it this desire that we would have some sort of a sign that we are doing the right thing or this is the path or sometimes it's that we really want to some sort of reassurance that like yes this is the right thing to do and so I wanted to give a couple words on signs we won't always get a clear yes or direction from the universe or from our from our own intuition Um, sometimes it's a really hazy thing and that's hard because as humans I think we all want to know that I'm doing it right And here's where it gets really hard because there is that desire to have that external confirmation that somehow this path that we're taking, this thing that we're doing is the right way. And the hard thing here is that it's oftentimes that we have to go inside. It's a path and a journey and an intuition that only we deeply know, that only you will deeply know and deeply understand. And so sometimes, yes, there's external confirmations things that confirm that you're doing the thing that you're meant to do. But even more importantly, it's that deep inner knowing of this is the right path and then having the faith to go back out and try again if you haven't got it quite right. What I really love and that what what the story of Moana offers, again in the lyrics of the song, and this is I am from I Am Moana, the grandmother after Moana has been out for a bit comes back to her kind of in one of those moments where Moana's thinking I've got I need some sort of confirmation that this is the right way that this is the right path and the words that she says here to her the the people you love will change you the things you have learned will guide you and nothing on earth can silence the quiet voice still inside you and when that voice starts to whisper Moana you've come so far Moana, listen, do you know who you are? And Moana's response is that the call isn't out there, meaning out there, outside of her at all. It's inside me. And so it's really, that's like a really beautiful part of the movie. But that realization that the thing that we need is deep inside. It's not something that an external space will give us. And so I think it's really hard when you're looking for that external confirmation to know it's it's again one of those things that's kind of in conflict with exactly the thing that we think we need which is affirmation isn't coming probably in the way that we think we need it and so getting really comfortable with that person inside and understanding what the person on the inside needs is really the is really the thing that comes out of this lessons learned right that when you go back to this third step of the the courage of reassessing or the courage of looking how it went is 
the courage there, the heart of that courage is really starting to understand that the quiet voice is the thing inside you and the thing that's leading you is, is you. The fourth part of this is the courage of trying again. And so once we've, we've gone through looking at how did this thing go, how did this thing that I just said yes to, how did this thing go and, and what can I do better, then we have to go out and you have to try the thing again or try a new version of the thing again. And this is that time when you're getting back on the horse, <laughs> that, that saying at least. And you could find yourself going through the courageous steps of, of number three and then number four again and again, where you kind of reassess what happens and go out again and keep trying to get it right. And while you desperately want something to be the one thing, the one it, I think the other really hard thing to note here is that your dream and your calling and this thing that you've had the courage to say yes to, they're always a work in progress. One of the really beautiful things that Iman Gaddy said last week in episode 76 was she was talking about how people always want to get to that place where they're standing on the mountaintop. But her observation about that mountaintop is that's often at the end of our days, that we've already been through all of the living and now we're just looking over the things that we've done. And so it's really that journey that is that makes the difference, that following that thing deep inside, that quiet voice and saying yes to it is the thing that we wake up to and it's the thing that takes us through all these exciting things that we get to do and takes us on the journey and leads us farther. For me, that journey in many ways was to this podcast and continuing to do this podcast. It has had many precursors. I mean, if you know my history or you don't, <laughs> I went to divinity school and studied religion. Uh, I led retreats, uh, creating talks and workshops and working with an amazing team of people for 11 years. It wasn't something that just, I woke up one morning and said, I mean, in some ways it was, I said, hey, I think I should do a podcast but there's so much in my history behind that that I see now feeding into this person that I am every day I also took improv and acting classes and I grew my confidence I became a certified life coach and I also work with clients and help them find their way on this path I'm a project manager, as you have heard me say, but like, and that brings this other really interesting set of skills. So I understand how processes work and, and how to, you know, more efficiently do things. I can see that each of these things that has started as like just this little inkling, like a little thing that's urging me to say yes to it. It's kind of bringing me out and drawing me on. Each of them, each of those little things was a step on the, on the way to this bigger journey and each has added up to who I am. And now I pull from all of that as I create each episode, as I work with each client, as I create each retreat. It's a really interesting space to be, that, to have all of that depth to pull from. For Moana, after she's regrouped, um, she goes back out and she starts to see why her draw to the sea makes so much sense. Along the way, her mother also encourages her on, and she meets several difficult situations, <laughs> very interesting characters, but she continues to be guided by her draw to the sea and has this really deep knowing that she's following a path that she alone must follow. 
And she continues to go back out. She has that courage to continue on her path. What I think is really interesting about this as, as we kind of round out this episode about the courage of saying yes is that importance of seeing each thing as an opportunity and not necessarily a failure. Because I think if ego kicks in and gets involved, it's often really easy to look back on something and say you failed. But maybe instead of looking at it that way, what did you learn? And then in what way can you see that the path you are on is something that you alone can create? You have this thing inside you, this quiet voice, this thing that only you know and understand and love so much. The real truth of the matter is that thing inside you goes way beyond whatever those early messages were of trying to push that thing down. I mean, if you're like me, the message was, you know, you'll share too much. And there's probably some similar message that someone told you along the way, and maybe you still carry it with you. But I think the real key for me, and probably for you too, is you can take that message, you share too much, whatever it is, it's probably got the too much on the end of it. Or you'll get, you know, you'll get lost, you'll get hurt, you'll get scared. Whatever those words were that were trying to push down that thing inside of you, I think if Look deep inside and see how can you turn that thing on its head? How can you take that messaging from someone or maybe it was even just an inner critic, your own head saying, this isn't the thing because if it is, it means this about me. How can you take that, that negative or that, I don't know, that undesirable messaging and make it a thing of beauty? I put my own stamp on sharing too much because I wanted to look for the joy and love and divinity and humanity in each person, in each story, in each guest. That's why I want to share too much because, I mean, it might sound a little bit cheeseball, but I know I've said it before, there's a moment in every interview where I just think, oh my gosh, look at this person, they're so amazing. And it's such a treat to get to see that in each and every person that comes on the show. And so that sharing too much is really about love. It's really about curiosity. It's really about wanting to know somebody else's story and be able to see the divinity in them and then be able to share it with everybody else. It's about acceptance. It's about really seeing that we all have stories that in some way feel really hard and really scary. And somewhere along the way, maybe some somehow we feel like those stories were labeled as something as shameful or not right or a failure but but they are all human stories they are all stories that we have endured that i have endured that you've endured and i want to celebrate each person that got up each person who wanted more than their own difficult circumstances when i look at iman gaddy or sharon aldiger or the folks from Serious Creatures or Tabitha Marie or there's just story after story where somebody wanted more. They said, no, this is not acceptable and I want more for myself than what this set of circumstances is allowing me. I'm choosing joy. Well, I want to share each story of hope because there's someone else out there who's going through something similar. And by sharing the stories of too much, we share hope and we share love, and we share joy. By sharing about how each of us showed courage, I want others to be inspired and be courageous too. 
you and I don't get to where we are going when we back down or we play small or quiet. You and I get there when we share and follow the voice inside us to live out who we really are. So I hope that this has given you a little bit of inspiration on how you can say yes to the courage, how you can live in the courage of saying yes to things by really listening to whatever that thing is inside you, by taking a step, by checking back in and reassessing, and then by courageously going back out again. I think that by following those steps, you can start to say yes and courage in your life and see it just come back at you in ways that you would never ever believe possible when you first started out. I would love to hear how you've said yes to courage and how you have lived this life that you only imagined. I would love to hear all about it. If you want to leave comments on the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 77, there'll be space there. Or you can join us over on Facebook at facebook.com slash jumpstartyourjoy. <sighs> so for next week, I'm super excited to have my friend Deirdre Fenton of Little Red Promotions come on. She's going to talk all about how you can market yourself if you are a small business or solopreneur and the courage it takes to really dig in and market yourself. Uh, I also promised that I would give a hint of somebody else that's going to be on uh, to round out the month of courage. I have the one and only Kate Courageous coming up. So if you want to check out anything about this episode, head on over to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com slash episode 77. Uh, you can find the Joy Plus You e-course. If you want to wake up to your own courageous self and you're like, oh my gosh, how can I do this? I would love to work with you. Definitely one of my favorite spaces to help people dive back into whatever it is that brings them joy and bring more of that to their lives. And I hope that you guys will come back next week to hear Deirdre. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. 